All eyes are on London as some of the world's finest athletes gather for the Vitality Hockey World Cup. We'll be there every day with a World Cup Daily. And welcome to day one of the World Cup Daily. I'm your co-host John Lee. Joining me is Matt Allen and we'll be reviewing all of the action during the Vitality Hockey World Cup. It should be a ripper, Matt. Oh, I've been looking forward to it for so long, John. It's been four long years since the Dutch got the 2-0 win to win the seventh, their seventh title at the World Cup, beating Australia. Uh, Powman and Lammers were the goal scorers on that day. They're not there this year with the Dutch, but I tell you what, there's 288 other players there that are all be going for gold. There will 16 teams taking place in this World Cup uh, in London, as we mentioned, at Lee Valley. That's right. Lovely little place, I believe. I've never been there. Have you ever... I haven't. It's probably, it was part of the revitalisation program for the Olympics, the uh, Lee Valley Hockey and Tennis Centre. So going so, and that's where the Olympics were played? That's right, yeah. yeah. Um, which looked like a good venue from afar when we were watching the Olympics. Well, it's going to be, fa- be, yeah, be fantastic. And I, I just uh, one of the little facts I just heard was that the West Stand, which is there at the, at the centre at the moment, that's the biggest temporary seating structure in the UK at the moment, hey? Oh, well, well done, hockey, leading the way. Fantastic, and I still think you can get hold of some tickets, um, but it's uh, they're selling out very, very quickly. There's some late-released late, late released ones, but we'll keep you up to date with those. And some late-released in the, the um, first-class section, if you want to call it that, right. where the champagne glasses clink. Beautiful. So if we're not going to be there cash, on site. Yeah. Um, but um, also keep an eye on social media, because there's a lot of people that might have a spare ticket or two. I see them on Twitter all the time, so keep your eye out. And if you're looking for a, a, a ticket for a particular game and you're there in London, then, uh, yeah, you might be able to pick one up. You might. And there's lots of action going on around the World Cup as well, within the precinct. Oh, the Fan Central. Uh, Hockey Museum's got stands there. You'll be able to pick up copies printed copies of Hockey World News not not only pick up po- co- uh, copies which you'll get from the JDH stand there um, but you can subscribe for the printed copies going forward as well so oh, cool. get behind Jade and the Hockey World News team and it's a fantastic publication um, I think it's something we want to see in the hockey world to get and support that and go and get a subscription your girlfriend's going to be there from a drag flick um, the Mish is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, so she's happy with me at the moment because I found a picture of the Korean, uh, the Korean coach for her online. Yeah, look, there'll be lots and lots of hockey people there and it should be a fantastic tournament. Should we talk about some of the hockey, Matt? Well, I'll just give you some of the numbers to start with, John. Like you said before, 16 nations, 288 players, over 25,000 combined international caps. So if you've got any doubt about the quality of the players and the quality of the hockey that's going to be on display, that just speaks volumes, doesn't it? 36 matches over... Where did eight you get that stat from? Did you do all the counting? Mate, I've been working hard. <laughs> over 80 hours of live content going out to... Uh, 150 countries and available worldwide. If you if you don't have a broadcast partner, then it's going to be on the FIH YouTube channel as well. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that BT coverage. Um, we mentioned it. We'll be talking a bit to Kate Richardson Walsh because we talked to her in the uh, Reverse Stick podcast earlier in the week. We got a couple of grabs we took from that interview to uh, to talk about preview this World Cup. But um, she's part of the BT telecast. And That's right. They've got well. You had the the stats the other night. Well, Twenty six cameras. Twenty six cameras. Ball tracking technology. But yeah, we'll hear hear more about and that. And the spider cam. They're going to have the spider count, I think, but that's only for the semi-finals and the finals. That's so right. So that'll be a really good that's look. It. That'll so be so tempting, isn't it, for a fullback to throw oh, the overhead? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Absolutely. I don't think you'd have to be a f- 
fullback to necessarily want to take a piece of that. But anyway, um, should we get to the pools and yeah, discuss let's, the teams? Let, let's have a run through. I mean, the, do you want to well, go through the format? Well, first of all, the, the, the fixtures and the yeah, the fixturing and format should be the first thing we get through. And it's basically four pools, uh, round robin tournament. Everybody plays each other uh, once, and at the end of that, they'll be ranked. Um, teams one through to three will go into the uh, into the finals. Essentially, there will be some crossover finals played between the um, the second and third place teams. Yeah, the higher you finish in the pool, the better off you're going to be. Yeah, yeah. Teams finishing top of the pool will go straight into the quarterfinals. Teams finishing second and third in their pool will play in a, a crossover, what would you call them, um, eighth finals? <laughs> An eighth, if there can be such a thing. Um, so if you finish third, you still are in with a chance. What what it means though is there's still something on every game. Someone's losing out at the end of that first round. Someone's going to go home. So there's jeopardy everywhere along that's the right. way. That's right. And no no comfort zone for finishing bottom in your group this time around. No. So that that's really good. Uh, once we get through the quarterfinals, then there's a, a, a day of semifinals. They'll be played on the fourth of August, both semifinals. And then um, on the fifth of August, the bronze medal and the gold medal games will be play. So let's go through the pools let's and then we'll the get pools. to the, the day one action. We'll talk about what we think teams' chances are going to be in this competition as well. Starting off with Pool A, um, team number one is China, Italy, Korea and the Netherlands, although you might think that the Netherlands was team one, number one in that pool. Matt, your thoughts there? Well, world-ranked number one side, the Netherlands, they're going to be hard to beat in this tournament and... Uh, We'll be talking more about them with Kate Richardson-Walsh coming up in the show. Um, you'd expect those guys to finish top of the ladder there. Um, Italy, I think it could be a bit of a struggle there. Um, interestingly, Italy have uh, got the two youngest players in the tournament. Uh, they've got two, two 17-year-olds in uh, Sarah Puglisi and uh, Chiara Cusimano. Um, just 14 caps between the pair of them. But they've also got the oldest player in the tournament, Agata Viborowska, um, 40 years old. Um, interestingly, 94 caps for Italy, 26 caps for Poland. And Italy have actually got four girls in the team there that have all gained caps for other countries, a couple for, for Argentina, um, I think um, Uzbekistan and, uh, and Poland as well. Um, but yeah, you know, who knows what China's going to bring? They've got the youngest uh, squad by age, the average age in the tournament at 22.7 years, um, but probably the least experienced with international caps. So youth is something they're going for there quite clearly. And South Korea, you'd expect that normal dogged approach, wouldn't you? And uh, I can see them doing quite well. So I, you know, that's probably my pick would be Netherlands and South Korea one two. And, uh, and China in third in the, in the group there. I often think at tournaments such as this, defences win. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's how I would base the ratings on these teams. And I think the Koreans generally, uh, traditionally, have been very, very good defenders. Uh, I think at the Asian, uh, Asian Games and men's team showed that they can defend really well, but they struggle going back the other way. I think the women do as well. So for Korea, they'll need to find a way to score goals. You know, Korea ranked ninth in the world, China eighth, the Netherlands, of course, number one, and Italy. Uh, the only side appearing that are out of the top 16, they're ranked 17th in the world. Currently, the FIH World Rankings. Moving on to Pool B, uh, England, India, Ireland, 
and the United States. That is an intriguing group. It is. Well, it's been a long wait to get there for Ireland. It's uh, that you've got to go back to 2002 when they were last in the World Cup. Um, maybe it was a little sooner um, than that. Um, but yeah, that's going to be a really interesting group. The United States have been very topsy turvy with their results. In the big ter- in the big tournaments, they've either done fantastically well, and we've expected them to replicate it next time around, and they haven't done so. Um, they've got a fairly young squad. Um, the 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 states that are taking 24 and a bit is the average age in the side there. Um, fair bit of experience. Um, India on the improve, and England, of course, on the home soil. Now, the past two winners of the uh, of the the World Cup have been the host nation. Could it be their year? Well, there'll, there'll certainly be a lot of pressure on England to perform, but when you look at their squad, they've still got a lot of experienced players in there with a lot of international caps. Yeah, well, Alex um, Danson's, I think she's the, the captain, she's got 301 international caps. Uh, yeah, you, uh, you look through that list and you've got 128, 224, even 77s are quite a number of internationals. You're quite experienced by the time you're getting above 50 games. 135, 301, and 119, 123, 141, 113. So they've got a fair amount of experience in there that they they should be able to rely on to get them through the early stages of the tournament. Well, this is it. Does the experience matter? Just quickly going back to the first group, we mentioned Korea there. They're two goalkeepers. Um, They've only got 11 international caps between them. So we talked about them being a strong defensive side. They're going to need to be strong (laughs) defensively. (laughs) You'd think so. Um, Honestly, who do you pick is going to miss out from that pool? I can't, I, I can't, I can make a case for all of them getting through. I think the Irish know what a big game that Opening one is against the United States. Um, that's yep. going to have a big bearing on on yeah, you know what happens in the in the group there. Pool C: Argentina, one of the favourites. Germany, South Africa, and Spain. Um, we probably know what we're getting with Spain. I think Germany might be a bit underrated here. Well, what about the Spanish? What surprised me is the number of caps that they've got together. Now, when we spoke to Andrew Wilson um, on the Reverse Stick podcast not too long back, Andrew's one of the, the coaching team there for the Spanish um, girls team. Uh, he said that they tried to emulate what the Germans have done over the years where players sort of steadily appear and before you know it they've got 50 or 60 caps under the belt but you don't really know that much about them and if you look at that Spanish side there's a lot of international experience uh, across the group there um, and they kind of uh, they sit around the sort of 26, 27 average age mark through there I think they're going to do very very well I do think they're going to do well um, but yeah Germany, um, a young side there not a lot of experience um, led by the, the, the very um, experienced Jana muller Veland, uh, 31 years old, 273 caps. Um, South Africa, I think, are going to struggle a little bit. It's a tough, tough group for them there. Well, my second team in this tournament is Spain because Andrew's been really good for us and my favourite player in the world at the moment is Gigi Oliver. And so I'm really looking forward to her. Oh, definitely up. one to yeah, definitely one to watch the Spanish. And definitely, captain. I think she will be firing up. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm I'm hoping to see Spain do really well. Argentina, you think, would get through? It's going to be interesting to see whether South Africa can bring enough to uh, to squeeze in. Yeah, they've they've got the least capped player in the tournament. Just two uh, international games oh, what to sure that you know, would be for them. Just to fantastic. go to a World Cup. How old is she? 19. 
Wow, great. Yes, uh, Simone uh, Goose Gals. Yeah. Good luck to her. Let's get to Pool D. Uh, our team, nominally, Australia, Belgium, Japan and New Zealand, which uh, we'll get to New Zealand because Kate Richardson Walsh had something interesting to say about them. Well, should we, should we listen to Kate right now? Yeah. So I think New Zealand have been playing well. I think they they always look great in the final third. I think with the Mark Hagar, I think they're they're finishing their ruthlessness and aggressive play in the in the final third. I think is is a hallmark of a, a good Black Six team. So I think if they can play tight and secure out of their back section, I think if they if they defend as a as a team really well, I think uh, I certainly think Black Six could be in there. And uh, the super coach sitting opposite me, he's, they're one of your favourites, aren't they? Yeah, I think they'll do very well. Like Kate said, they do well at the big tournaments and uh, they're certainly going to be ones to watch. Um, of course, the Commonwealth Games current gold medalist after beating Australia in the final. They are too, yeah. Um, the Australians, they'll be being drawn in the same pool as New Zealand. They'll have mixed feelings about that, I'm sure. Um, Belgium and Japan. Uh, Japanese, I think... It'll be interesting to see what they bring to the table at this World Cup. Could Belgium be the ones going home after the first round? Well, the, the bookies certainly don't fancy Japan. They're paying to, uh, something like six, 65 to 1 um, at the moment for a Japanese World Cup victory. Yeah, but it's only going to take one Japanese businessman to come in and plonk a large wad of cash on that. And those odds change very, very quickly. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, yeah, Australia have got a, uh, a fairly young squad that they're taking out um, not the experience they might have had over over previous years there's a few players that are out great to see Emily Hertz back in there and I think she's going to be one to watch for the Aussies um, I can see her um, putting a few goals away now the Dutch are obviously the favourites um, a lot of pressure on the Dutch with that favouritism we asked Kate Richardson Walsh what she thought yeah and I think that'll be I mean I think there's quite a lot of pressure on, on Alice Nana and his coach I think she, she has to do well with his team at this tournament. I think, you know, Dutch Hockey Federation are pretty demanding and, and they want success and they want continual success, particularly with that with that women's side. Um, so there is a little bit of, yeah, the pressure is on them for sure. They come in ranked number one. People expect them, I think, to, to be up and around that gold medal spot. Um, but there is downside to that and I think everybody's got weakness. And I think if teams can get at their weaknesses, like you say, I think anybody can potentially take them on on the day. Uh, and I think that's going to how, how it's going to be for the Dutch. Um, they're either going to turn it on and, and flog everybody, or someone's going to catch them on, at just at the time nobody expects, and uh, there might be a few tears. They might indeed. Look, it can go anywhere. This is the great thing. It's the excitement on the eve of the tournament. Uh, just while you, you, you've mentioned one to watch, I've mentioned one to watch. Another two that I think we should mention as one to watch is, if that makes sense, Stacey Mickelson from New Zealand. I'm expecting great things out of her yep. this tournament. Um, and, of course, Maria Granato from Argentina as well. And the, another pocket rocket and uh, very, very influential in that side going forward. Now let's look ahead to today's action, Matt. And coming up at the first game at midday London time, Germany versus South Africa. Then at 2 p.m. it's England taking on India. At 6 p.m. the USA versus Ireland, and at 8 o'clock Australia taking on Japan. There's not a bad game in there, but I don't expect there to be any bad games throughout the whole tournament, John. No, uh, a couple of defining games though. This for Germany and South Africa that will be a defining game for their pool, you'd think. 
there's something on every single game as we said you've got you've got three games to make sure that you stay in the tournament and uh, everyone counts you've already mentioned the USA and Ireland that, that could that's be a huge game yeah, it'll be interesting yeah. to see how the Australians have turned up at this tournament too taking on Japan it will indeed look looking forward to it mate it's going to be a great day's action now before I get your predictions um I've got a fence. You got a fence somewhere for me? We, we, we asked someone that might actually know something about hockey what their predictions would be. This is what Kate Richardson Walsh thinks will happen. What we like from you is a, is a one, two, three that we could put into our preview program and uh, see, see how well you go. We won't hold you to it. This Goodness <laughs> me, you're putting me on the spot now. Yeah. Ooh, um, you can show bias. <laughs> Well, I know. I would have to. I mean, I have to back girls, don't I? Um, oh, what do I think? What do I think? So, if England win their pool, I think they'll likely miss the Dutch in a crossover. So, I don't think they then meet them potentially till further down, which I think is quite big. So, I'm gonna back. I'm gonna back them. I'm gonna say. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna say England, Netherlands, Argentina. I'm going for it. I'm backing the girls. I'm oh, great. Confident. It's coming home. Don't, coming don't home. say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. That would be nice. That would be nice. Because we've finished fourth and we've still felt like it's coming home in the Football World Cup. So if we could actually win and then say it has actually come home, that would be good. Yeah. Uh, it's coming home, mate. Uh, we'll wait and see. Uh, the predictions there from Kate Richardson-Walsh. We are keeping it under 20 minutes, Matt. So time for your predictions. Let's hear them. Mm, I think it's going to be very hard to beat the Netherlands. I think they're going to win it, and I think it's going to be a Netherlands-New Zealand final. There you go. You're calling it? I'm it, calling a, it. A lot of it's going to depend on who you, as Kate mentioned there, who you pick in the crossovers. Uh, a team can get to the final because they're lucky enough to miss another team, whereas if they had applied them at that That's stage, right. they might have been. It's uh, it's an interesting dynamic. And oh. we're going to call Call England for the for the bronze medal match. I'm not saying they're going to win it, but I think they're going to be uh, bronze medal. Yeah, in in the shout there. Oh, I tell you what, it's way open. That the, the crossovers are so important. We'll talk more about them as we go through the the dailies. Now, don't forget, of course, this is being brought to you in association with the hockey family. Yep. Um, they're going to be on the ground. So Tao, Claire, and Taff, they'll be joining us throughout the tournament, providing the interviews from pitch side, and uh, you can. Follow out all the exciting stuff that's happening on the Hockey Family sites as well. Um, there'll be uh, match reports and some more in-depth things that we won't necessarily be able to bring you in the daily show. Um, and of course, hashtag HWC2018. Let's get that trending all around. Um, and let's let the world know all about the finest competition in the world. And I'm tipping Spain. And Gigi's going to lift the, the trophy. And Andrew Wilson's going to buy us a big bottle of champagne. Now, just before we go, John, good luck to all the umpires and technical officials, 26 of those in place, all the volunteers, the hockey makers, all of the players, the fans. Um, I hope all the stick stands sell lots of gear. Um, it's going to be a fantastic atmosphere there at Lee Valley, and we're going bring to bring it to you every single day. Yep. All the results, all the previews of the day's action, interviews, it'll all be here on World Cup, Cup Daily. Daily. I don't believe it, mate. Guess what? What? We're going to come in just under 20 minutes. Thanks for your company.